Maverick, you just did an incredibly brave thing. What you should have done was land your plane. You don't own that plane, the taxpayers do. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. You've been busted. You lost your qualification as section leader the three times. Put in hack twice by me, with a history of high-speed passes over five air-controlled towers, and one admiral's daughter. Welcome back to Should You Watch This with Popcorn Priest, a weekly podcast where movie enthusiasts, current and ex-movie theater projectionists, new and old friends, take the time to talk about a movie that we just watched and answer that very question. Should or shouldn't you watch this? Will the Popcorn Priest find a newfound redemption in this film? Will he change his mind on how much he dislikes this film? Will he anger his fan base and the rest of the ladies and men of the world that love oiled-up beach volleyball? Well, get your industrial-sized baby oil on and strap in as we lift off on this old classic from 1986, Top Gun. send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. The need for speed. For five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You guys really are cowboys. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. The wild card flies by the seat of his pants. Yeah, I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. There are no points for second place. You figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis. Top Gun. Joining me today is friend of the pod and friend of the priest and reoccurring guest, Dan Hangman Sakulich. <laughs> Dude, I've been looking forward to the day. And I gotta be I have no idea which way to lean. But lean which is just there's no possible way way that you couldn't love it i'm I'm excited for it (laughs) well welcome back to the show this i guess is a collective pick for us since we need to get to the bottom if i still hate this or not yes okay yeah and and i think just just in case somebody doesn't know exactly where this why this is a collective pick what do you mean do you want to do you want do you want to tell them exactly why Oh, the recap from the last two weeks? Just just super quick recap. Yeah, yeah. So we we reviewed Tom Cruise's movie, uh, Top Gun Maverick, which is, go listen to those two episodes. They're fantastic. Really and good. Double golden bucket. Double golden bucket for sure. And I, I mean, very, very <laughs> great film. 
And I told a brief story. You have to go check it out on, uh, I think it's part two where I talk about why I hate Top Gun. Granted, there's some experiences there and some circumstances that probably lended itself to making it horrible. But we're going to see if I still hold true to my hatred of this fan and well-loved classic from 1986. Can't wait. So, and I apologize for that super long trailer, but I wanted everyone to kind of feel what it was like in 86 when you watched the trailer. It was like, and that was only a minute and 30 seconds, but it felt like it was like an eternity and you felt like you watched the entire movie. That's how tra- trailers were back then. It was, it's funny. That's great. I, I, I think it was also a time where you could only catch trailers like during commercials. So yeah. Or you had to so, go to the theater or movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's no, awesome. no YouTube, no, no phones. So you could just jump on and check out a trailer when it dropped. You had to go like, Oh, the new trailers on ghost. The good ghostbusters trailer is out. We got to go. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it was crazy. Well, the description for this one is students of the United States Navy's elite fighter weapons school compete to be best in class. One daring young pilot learns a few things from a civilian instructor that are not taught in the classroom. At one note in the beginning, it's revealed that Maverick was put in hack twice. And I actually mentioned that in my quote, the, the start of the show I didn't know what that was, so I want to clarify that right now, even though it's probably a little bit jumping ahead in the trivia. But this is naval slang for being confined to quarters, usually during a port call, and thus not being allowed to leave the ship. That's what hack means. Okay. If you're put in hack. I actually did not know that. That's very, very interesting. But it fits. It fits for Maverick. I mean, for sure. Maverick. Yeah. and I mean, when I heard that, I was like, you've been put in hack twice. Like, I don't know what that means, but directed by the beloved and venerable Tony Scott friend and alum of the pod. We've reviewed many of his films and we'll continue to do so. Cause I really love Tony Scott. He's an all timer. Yeah, for sure. Top build stars of course are Tom Cruise and they have Tim Robbins as second build. And then Kelly McGillis, no Val Kilmer, mm. no Tom Skerritt and no Michael Ironsides. So yeah, that's, that's a little silly. Yeah. I, I love Michael Ironsides. He's such a cool character actor. Crazy eighties too. Yeah, for sure. Reminds me of the eighties. Uh, yeah. runtime of an hour and 50 minutes rated PG, which is insane. Ja- genre on Rotten Tomatoes says action adventure and IMDb says action drama. We debated this on our last pod as well about drama. Uh, I I had to, I'm going to read you the two definitions of action and drama. I haven't, I haven't read the one about drama. So let's see if it, you know, shakes out. So action says should contain numerous scenes where action is spectacular and usually destructive. Often includes nonstop motion, high energy, physical stunts, chases, battles, and destructive crises, floods, explosions, natural, natural disasters, fires, etc. Note, If a movie contains just one action scene, even if prolonged, i.e. airplane accident, it does not qualify. 
Examples are Die Hard, The Avengers, and Wonder Woman. Juxtaposition that with drama. This one's hilarious. Should contain numerous consecutive scenes of characters portrayed to affect a serious narrative throughout the title, usually involving conflicts and guess what, Dan? Emotions. This can be exaggerated upon to produce melodrama. Examples are Shawshank Redemption, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and Casablanca. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, those are all pretty intense movies. I mean, if I were to say this film is more drama than the second one. And the second one I said that was more, it was a little more drama only for the fact that Val Kilmer's health kind of aligns with his character in that film. And I was sad for Val Kilmer, but I wasn't really like, that was the drama for me. It wasn't the film. Yeah, but what about, well, this is tough because you can't, you can't get too, too into it. But, but what about, listen, listen, listen. this is from 1986. We're going to probably have to spoil one of the key elements of the film. I'm sorry. So if you need to go watch this and you haven't, like I hadn't go watch it now, but yeah, we're, I would say goose's son is less drama than goose dying. Well, yes, but drama is a culmination of intense moments. Yeah. All right. But I, I don't know. I disagree with, with, I actually agree with IMDb, and I disagree with you. I think the first one is more drama than the second one. Uh, so, yeah, well, no, I'll agree with you there. The first oh. one's definitely more drama. Okay. But All right. I would still put both of them as action dramas. All right. Speaking of IMDb, the rating is 6.9 out of 10, so much lower than our previous tr- Top Gun, which was 8.4. Compared to six point wow. nine, bro. So very. I. A big I would dip. be very interested to know what it was before the second one, <laughs> like because like yeah. you and I could not be the only ones that went back and watched it, and and then you know I'm sure a lot of people revisited their their rating on it. Well, when I went on Apple TV, to, I decided to get the the first one because I wanted the 4K Atmos version. And there was a bundle on there. You could buy both of them at the same time. So I bet a lot of people did that. Yeah. But I'm wondering how many people like reviewed it and rated it. Oh, yeah. I bet, okay. I bet there's a lot on both platforms, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, I'm sure. So, like, do you think that that because the second one was so amazing that maybe they felt like the first one wasn't as good and then they watched it and and lowered their their rating or maybe they thought the first one was so much better than the second one that they increased their rating so i'm just curious if 6.9 on imdb was was like if that was true are you saying that it went up or down oh i have no idea I have no idea. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say that it went down. I'm saying it went down because the other one's so much, such a great hit, but that's just me. Okay. So, and that's out of 426,000 reviews. Rotten Tomatoes gives us a 58% from 76 critic ratings and 83% from 250,000 plus audience ratings. 
And again, we have to compare that to the previous one, which is 99% from audience ratings and 96 from critic ratings. So that's, that's the second one that you just referenced. Com- yeah, we're comparing apples. We're comparing jets to jets here. okay so 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 the original top gun got an 86 Uh, 80 58 from critics and 83 from audience and then the second one got 96 and 99 percent wow so stark contrast yeah spoiler alert i'm leaning towards the critics here um still uh, where I'm, what? I'm actually opposite. I I, I was asked because I did watch this one with my wife, and my wife doesn't see the second one. But what? at the end of it, you yeah, were talking about me. watching it with her right after we did the pod. I have asked her every single day <laughs> since that if we could watch Top Gun two, and then finally this morning I was like, "Look, I'm going to stick that beautiful baby of ours." in the bedroom and we're watching top gun today so at least i got top gun watched this morning and she watched it with me so top that, gun got that might actually be that's interesting I'm, I'm i'm curious to hear how she sees them in order because my wife saw them out of order wait you hold on yeah hold here, on yeah we have to unpack that too so so my wife I, after we were done with maverick i was like did you like that and she's like that was amazing and she's like Who's Goose? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Have you not seen Top Gun? She's like, I don't think I ever saw it. And so we, we obviously, I watched it for the show, but she ha- hadn't seen Dude, it. Dude, how's that even possible? Bro, this is coming from a lady who lived on a farm. She, she hadn't seen Ghostbusters. She hadn't seen <laughs> Star Wars, any of them, any Star Wars. I'm not even kidding. She hadn't seen any Star Trek films which is probably easier to do. Um, what else? Uh, Lord of the Rings, n- nothing, zero. So your wife belongs in an M night Shyamalan movie. I mean, yeah, she belong. I mean, I don't know where she, I mean, I've rectified all of those. Believe me. Okay. Well, let me be clear. The first one, when my wife asked me which one I like better, I said, no doubt. Number one. What? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Even after seeing that spectacle that that garnered a one point like nine billion dollars, yeah, dude. I mean, maybe not one point nine. I'm kind of inflating it here for to illustrate my point, but <laughs> yeah, I thought we were one point five based on. The I think I think it was one point six billion. <laughs> I think it's one point six billion. <laughs> anyway, what's three points of you know? Yeah, three hundred million. Well, it probably is there by now. Yeah, probably with streaming and download digital digital downloads and everything. But I mean, man, I'm this is gonna, this is gonna be great. Let's uh, get through this little section and then let's dive in because I'm really interested to to see why you think it's still better, or I shouldn't yeah, say even still, it. it's better. You think it's better? Hundred percent. I mean, you're you're out on an island here because there's more people. Critics and fans agree that the second one is better. All right. And the popcorn priest also believes this as well. So at the time of this recording, you can stream this only on Paramount Plus or purchase the digital copy from your preferred purveyor of digital media. 
If you choose the highest tier of our Patreon account, you'll have access to the Popcorn Priest permanent collection. Go to patreon.com forward slash popcorn priest for details. Now this brings us to one of my most popular and new newest and beloved sections in the pod is popcorn reviews the reviews all right here's this is where we pick out a few turd reviews and a few really high ranking reviews and we just kind of let it soak in so i'm going to start with the terrible ones because it's that's what i'd like to do and then we'll go with with the high high marks so the first one this is really great and i tried to pick some some of the i think this is a lady so which i wanted a lady's perspective the title says i don't understand says miss k forest there are lots of sweaty men sweating more than any human could survive for that long there are a few planes some pretty women they talk a little bit really just a bit the dialogue is appalling they sweat some more they fly a little bit Someone dies probably from dehydration from all the inexplicable sweating. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember because it was totally forgettable. The good guys win a fight. A particularly short, sweaty man falls in love with one of the pretty women, seemingly overnight and with very little interaction. Correct. They sweat together for a little bit, then it ends. The music is okay, I guess. There are a few good shots of planes. Wet planes, of course, from all the sweating. How is this film so popular? It's supposed to be a classic. I'm genuinely confused by the whole thing. One out of ten stars. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be one of the most entertaining uh, reviews I've ever written. Crazy. Like, she was clearly filing her nails the entire time she was watching the movie. No. <laughs> there's a lot of sweating, bro. My there wife is. even brought I, it I up. I noticed it. I noticed it today. I really did. I I'm, noticed I'm like, it today. Why is everyone so sweaty? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the type of sweat that never dries. Like they were in an elevator for and it seemed like like he just kept getting wetter and wetter. So yes. Yeah, I, and it I, didn't I, matter reason, where I think it's so funny because yeah, it like it's so funny because I did notice it today. Okay, good. All right. So, I mean, she's exaggerating uh, it to get a laugh, and I laughed many times. But for sure, there's some weird – it's not just in the, the aircraft carriers where it's, like, probably hot and muggy. It's everywhere they're sweating. So, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. RTKC96142 says, don't bother. Absolute garbage. I was told it was bad, and yet some part of me thought I should still watch it. Don't make the same mistake as me. It's worse than Spy Kids 4. (laughs) It made me question humanity. As if it wasn't bad enough already, there was this kid at school who always talked about this film. It's probably Dan. I don't understand how, how he liked it. I really wish there was something I liked about it, but there isn't. The whole thing is just terrible. I don't see how you can watch it for enjoyment. I think Tom Cruise is great, but even he couldn't save this rubbish. One out of ten stars. Oh, first of all, this is Jerry, and he lives in his mother's basement, and he has all the Spy Kids on DVD, and that's all he ever watches. Well, he, uh, he doesn't like Spy Kids 4, and nor does he like Top Gun. 
I don't even know why you bring Spike in to Because Spike Kids 4 is a horrible film. Wait, have you seen it? No, but I mean, Spike Kids 4, there's... Th- it's got to be. It's got to be bad. It's got to be. That's amazing. Okay. All right. Last last worst review is from, uh, let's see here. The title says, I've been more entertained sitting in traffic than watching this poor excuse for a film, says the chairman, 007. Tom Cruise failed miserably in what could have been a decent film, but instead turned into an absolute piece of garbage. One out of 10 stars. Oh, that, must, that must have been my dad. <laughs> and maybe me. <laughs> maybe you. But that's just somebody that hates Tom Cruise. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I love Tom Cruise. All right. Here's three good ones. Let's juxtaposition that with three good ones. So Bevo, Bevo, 13678 says, Goose. Definite, he just says deaf or she, Bevel, maybe it's a Beverly, deaf in the top 10 of my favorite volleyball movies with a delightful <laughs> side story about flying planes. <laughs> 10 <laughs> out of 10 stars. <laughs> it is, a, it is uh, probably top 10 of volleyball mo- movies. <laughs> Dear, people are bringing their review game today. Well, I have to scour these, man. I'm really plucking out the gems here. Oh, well, you did well today, my friend. All oh, right. Yeah, here's that's two, incredible. Here's two more. So Dan Marley, I got uh, Bob Marley's son. Dan Marley says, timeless classic. How does this film, oh, maybe I should read that. How does this film not have a higher rating? It was awesome in the 80s and just as good in 2020. Cannot wait for the sequel. 10 out of 10, says Dan Marley. Do you, do you realize that they're probably referencing a very famous basketball player that played for the Phoenix Suns? And <laughs> oh, everybody shit. that's listening to this is going, why is he doing a Jamaican accent? <laughs> Dude, I, I'm not a sports they guy, man. Thunder Dan Marley. Oh, Dan Marley. That's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, that's shoot. Right. oh shoot well, oh. Oh, that'll, that'll stay in there forever uh, yes, the, <laughs> the last one is from Jason Michael Dickinson so we have his full name everyone if you want to go look him up uh, he says I feel the need for speed <laughs> yes. Top Gun is such a classic movie I love everything about it the story is amazing the action sequences are fun to watch after 36 years so he just reviewed this and it still holds up. What a blast from start to finish. He never puts any periods in here. I never understood why people hate this movie. 10 out of 10 stars. My man. Yeah, he is your man. And I promise that's not me. Yeah, you're not Jason Michael Dickinson specifically. That's your handle. <laughs> no, and I use punctuation. Yeah. Too many exclamation points in life, but I, I still... It's still punctuate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, this leads us into should or shouldn't you watch us? The most popular category in podcasting right now. Here are my five reasons. Please add to them uh, when I'm finished. Number one, if you watch Top Gun Maverick before the first one, 
then maybe you should watch this. Maybe. Yeah. Which apparently, according to you, my wife and your wife are a huge anomaly that have not seen Top Gun. Well, no, my wife had seen it. Oh, but okay. she still hasn't seen the second one. Oh, okay. I miss. We just watched that. it again this morning. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got a treat coming up because you'll get to see the second one again. Lucky you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Number two, if you're a fan of Tony Scott, then you should see this. If you've watched any of his other films, this is, you got to, you got to put it in the cat catalog. Number three, if you are in need of a few catnaps, then this is for you. What? Yeah, I said okay. it. If you need a couple of catnaps. And number four, if you want to find some really deep, thought-provoking, life-changing dialogue, then this isn't for you. Okay. Dialogue is hot garbage, bro. Yeah. It's, it's not the great. 80s. I mean, there's some, we had some good movies in the 80s. It's not like someone can't write dialogue. But I did some oh. research, and the script was like a shell. They were making stuff up as they were going, and it shows. The dialogue's not great. Yeah. And number five, that. the last reason. I mean, just watch the sequel. Sorry, everyone. Go to the social medias and tell me why I'm wrong. What, what other, I mean, what, just watch the second one. That's all you need to do. Yeah, but you can't, you, you can't get to the second one without the first one. Sorry, you cannot. I mean, I proved it with my wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, see, now I'm, now I'm curious what, what both of you, both like the, the rewatch and the, 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 the watch. So okay. I'm going to be interested to hear. Well, I don't have a ton of numbers, so I, well, actually, I have. I don't have a few. I have a few good numbers. I, I tried to pick some really, really juicy ones because I knew you liked this movie so much. Let's get it. Let's get into it, and then we'll and then we'll end this pod part one with our general like review of this film. How about how does that sound? Let's do it. All right. Blank. For God's sake, just give me the damn number. All right, the box office hall. Can you tell me what the estimated budget was for this film? Gosh, I would probably say back then in the 80s. 86. Had to have been probably 60 million. I was flabbergasted. That is incorrect. $15 million. And the really? and Tony Scott had to write some personal checks to get some of the scenes done because they were not giving him any more money. Dude, uh, this movie probably literally made $15 million this year. The first one? Yeah. Oh, probably. They Do you did, know how they many people it. rented it? Yeah, rented it again or or mm. in those those small theaters that they 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 threw it up on the screen? That's like, true. I, I guarantee this made 15 I just rented it for, for $2 yeah. this morning. Well, I wonder. I wonder so, if the numbers that I'm going to say include the latest, you know, you know, money that they made. Well, I, yeah. As soon as you tell me what those numbers are, but 15 million is incredible. Like that. That is shockingly low. Yeah. So here's the box office haul of domestic and worldwide can combined. It's 180 million dollars, which was astronomical for that budget and here's the inf uh, adjusted for inflation the domestic box office hall would have been 437 million dollars 
if if it was wow. out today. So almost a, a, half, a half a billion was the first one. Um, That's incredible. And again, we're comparing this to oh, and and the worldwide box office haul for the first Top Gun was three hundred fifty-seven million. So if you if you adjust those numbers, you're looking. You're, it's really hitting about eight hundred to nine hundred million adjusted for um, inflation. So this one, yeah, this one, yeah. If because that was yeah. the domestic, worldwide was three hundred fifty-seven million. Domestic was one hundred eighty. Just in just domestically, it was one hundred eighty. I, I missed that. Like, yeah, like a hundred, even a hundred eighty right now is is a win. Huge but on a win. Fifteen million dollar budget. It's a like. Huge win. It's a crazy win. That's so why, I mean, we talked, we talked about this last week. I don't know. They've got to be talking about a third one with the amount of money. Franchise. They have to, they have to talk about it. I mean, maybe they don't do it out of, you know, respect. Or I have, who knows, but they've got to be talking about it as they're counting their money. They're like, I wonder if we should make another one. One point two billion, one point three billion. I'm going to start doing this in, in upcoming pods, but I I kind of wanted to see the landscape of what was going on in 1986. So, Top Gun was the highest grossing domestic film of that year. Can you give me the top five of of 86? 86. I'm. You won't. You might guess one of them, but one of them. Of the five, but the, there's one that I blew me away. Was was Die Hard eighty six? Eighty eight was Die Hard. Eighty eight was Die Hard. Lethal what? Weapon. Nope. I'll go from five up to one. So number five was Aliens with a eighty five million dollar box office haul. Number Which four, you are. Oh, I love love it. Love that film. And that was that was. Tony Scott. Ridley Scott, his brother. That was Ridley Scott. That's right. Correct. Number four, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, I love that movie. It's a great great film. 91 million. Back back then, like comedies could bring in a ton of money. Ah, the triple Lindy. I love that movie. Number three, The Karate Kid Part 2 with 115 million and coming in at 116 million crocodile dundee yes dude (laughs) i'll tell you what that seems like a solid watch list dude that year was a good year man good year bro listen to all those like i can't think of (laughs) of, and i've seen all of them and i'm like yes i'm into it all of them yeah yeah, let's go yeah so anyway um here's some numbers for you the pentagon charged paramount pictures 1.8 million dollars to use all of their planes and aircraft carriers for the film seems a little low to me well especially after what the the charge is these days (laughs) i know uh let's see tom cruise had to wear lifts in his scenes with kelly mcgillis cruise is five foot seven while kelly mcgillis is five foot ten oh wow yeah so there's okay. there's a spot in the movie where where the, I think Brad, they're by the restaurant and he they had to dig a trench for her to like stand in because <laughs> he was so tiny. Okay, I didn't I didn't realize there was that big of a disparity. Yeah, I mean three inches, but still on camera that looks kind of looks silly. Right. 
All right. Riding on the back of this film success, the U.S. Navy, and you brought this up last uh, two shows, the U.S. Navy set up recruiting booths in the major cinemas to try and catch some of the adrenaline-charged guys leaving the screenings. They had... (laughs) (laughs) They they had the highest application rate for years, for years as a result. The U.S. Navy stated that the film's popularity resulted in a 500% increase in the number of recruits wanting to enter into the aviation program. That's incredible. That that figure, like, hey... I watch these movies and I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to, I'll, we said we'll puke, but I, I want to do it. I want to get in a jet. <laughs> it's dope. Can you just imagine like in the eighties jet is just like, no Stacy. I'm doing it. <laughs> She's trying to pull him by the arm. He's signing the papers. Oh, come on, Jet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought we were going to get married. I have to wait. Country needs me. <laughs> Country needs me, Stacy. Oh, that's great. All right. This one is great trivia point because when I was doing my podcast for Ram- the Rambo series, some of the people that were on my show were like, couldn't believe that how much Rambo was to purchase as a, as a VHS tape. So get this. The film is credited with starting the home video industry originally. Cause this is, I wonder where I, I got to look up. It was, um, Rambo t- Rambo first blood part two, 1985. So that's, that's, this is true because when Rambo came out, it was like, between eighty and hundred dollars to buy the VHS tape. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Originally, VHS tapes were priced at a hundred dollars upon their first release and were sold mainly to video stores. This film was priced to own immediately upon release, made possible by Pepsi Cola buying ad space at the beginning of the tape. Since then, pricing VHS tapes to own right away became a common practice. So Rambo was eighty to a hundred dollars. Yeah, and and it sold like hotcakes because everyone wanted that second Rambo. And then when this one came out, they're like, "We got to get this into as many people's hands as possible." So Pepsi bought an ad. And do you remember the ad? I remember no. it to this day, and I can't remember if I really. Yes. I can't remember if I put it in trivia. Maybe we'll talk about it more next week. But I remember specifically the sh- the pilot couldn't get his drink out. So he had to go inverted to like get, get the soda out. And I remember they played it like a million times. I'm, well, I'm going to probably go down that Google rabbit hole today. Well, and, and I just did the, the inflation calculation. And so that, that $80 VHS today, you'd be buying that movie for $216.18. That, that's like you this morning or, or if you, whenever you did it, bought both of them, you would have bought it for $216 today. That's intense. And I guarantee you people wow. would have done that because they did it for Rambo. So, oh, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. That's great. All right, at six feet five inches tall, Tom Rob or Tom Robbins, Tim Rob. I keep thinking about Tom. Tim Robbins is unlikely to have been able to be a naval aviator, as he would be too big for the F-14's cockpit. I'd actually heard that. That's a number. 
Here's one that you're going to like. The, the line, I feel the need, the need for speed, ranked at number 94 of AFI's list of 100 years of 100 movie quotes. So it was number 94 on, 100, on the list of 100 quotes of most famous quotes. Dude, this is one of the most quoted movies ever. Well, it's number 94, so maybe not most quoted, but yes. Well, but they're saying that particular line. Yeah. But yeah. like I feel to this day, if somebody, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. If somebody's like, hey, man, I need to talk to you. I'll always be like, all right, talk to me, Goose. I still say that to this day. There's a, there's a part in there where one of them, he's flirting with, with Kelly McGillis. And then he, he's it's messing Ice around man. with the plane. And he, yeah, Iceman. No, not Iceman. He's Rio. Iceman's Rio. No, Iceman is he, uh, is Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah, yeah. not Iceman. His Rio. They're they're in the office, and and Tom Cruise is flirting with Kelly McGillis, and and then he has a plane, and he pretends like he's crashing and burning, and Tom Cruise leads over to him and goes, "You stink," and <laughs> and it's just like such a perfect dig. That, I I use that one as well on my way out for sure. <laughs> you stink. Do you want to know the t- number one and number two on the the ninety the hundred list? The number one is yes. frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn from Gone with yeah. the Wind, and then I'm gonna make I'm gonna make him I'm gonna get him from yes. the Godfather. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I use that. I probably have used that in the last couple of weeks i've used all these in the yeah. last couple of weeks because i yeah. love movies three or four more uh, numbers and then we'll close this out uh, the motorcycle ridden by tom cruise in the movie is a kawasaki ninja 900 gpz 900 r then the fastest production motorcycle in the world and you know why it's in it, by the numbers why because it has a number in it i i gotta be honest i and this was probably up until the last decade but i grew up wanting and I, I told you in the last pod that I, I love Sam Volleyball because of this movie. But Jeez. I grew up. Do you love body oil loving. as well because of this movie? Jeez. <laughs> I, I've always wanted a bullet bike because of this movie oh. and Tom Cruise. And I, I used to die for it. That, now, granted, that changed. I, I bought a Harley and, and I'm a Harley guy now. I don't still have the Harley because I live in Brazil. But. Um, True. But yeah, the bullet bike was, was definitely, I'm sure a lot of, that's another one that, that sales probably spiked pretty good after this movie. Yeah, that and his uh, aviator bomber sun, jacket. Well, his sunglasses, bro. Yeah. I want a yeah. pair. I want a pair immediately. Oh, but you have a pair of, everybody's got a pair of aviators. No, nah, nah, I don't. I don't have, I have, I have uh, horrible eyes. I have prescriptions, so I gotta, I'd have to like, it's a whole thing to get prescription sunglasses. So I yeah, don't, but good point. I, I probably would if I had better eyesight. Uh, three more here. These are really great. In 1986, jet fuel was pretty cheap. About $1 per gallon jet fuel. Wow. I mean, we in the That's 80s, incredible. dude, 80s was in that zone of mid-coke, pre-AIDS, Gas is like pennies. It was a great time to be alive. Yes, it was. And you and I are big Coke fans. Like, as far as like a... I'm talking about like cocaine. Good, like, oh. 
<laughs> I'm talking about had, cocaine. I, I had such a good coke day at lunch just with my wife and daughter. That, that's all I've been thinking about is how good this coke was. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about mid coke when everyone was doing coke and they didn't they didn't know it was like not great for them and they're just coked out of their minds. Yeah, mid coke pre aids. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Uh, and but co- Coca Cola is really great too. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. One of the first films to be selected for the Cinema 52 project. I'm not sure what that is. In which a subject watches. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this trivia explains it. In which a subject watches a film 52 times over the course of a year. What? Revelations Once of. A week? Yeah, I guess. Revelations of note about Top Gun resulting from this experiment included. And Tom Cruise blinks 469 times. The word the is spoken 223 times, and the average time between Air Boss Johnson coffee spills is 27 minutes and 23 seconds. Okay. (laughs) There's some numbers for you. That's (laughs) unique. Yeah, that's super unique. Two more. Discussing a possible sequel was one of the last things Tony Scott did with Tom Cruise before he committed suicide in 2012, Uh, but didn't get get a chance to do that. Yeah. Too soon. And the last one, but not least, Tom Cruise's payday. What do you think he got paid for this film? It was his Shoot, highest. It was his highest paycheck t- to to date. I'd probably say five million. It was one million. That's all he got for this film. I bet Holy he was. Cow. And, and you know why? Because now he got a back end deal and made you know fifty plus million. So he he learned his lesson. Yeah, but like I, I can I would imagine that Tom Cruise at this point is is taking that same deal on on most of his movies. Well, the ones that he's really involved with all the stunts and stuff for sure, which is all he does these days. Right. Just so fine. I, I would think that he's gotta be approaching a, a cool billion at this point in his life. I mean he's he's sucking souls, man. Staying alive, staying young. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's it for this week. What should we, should we talk about it next week or and leave the fans hanging? Yeah. Let, let's I think we should. Let's, All right. Let's save it. All right. Come back next week for our deep dive as well as our takes on did I like it? Didn't I like it? Obviously, Dan loves it more than the second one, oh, which yeah. is beyond me. But at this point, go and listen to our other two pods and go and listen and watch both movies. Go watch them and then come back and join us next week for Top Gun from 1986. I'm on the social medias. I dare you to message the great popcorn priest at popcorn priest. I love movies and would love it if you would share the love. Oh, you know what I should do? We need this. Share this with the movie lover in your life. Another way to support the show is by throwing a few shekels at the priest. Visit patreon.com forward slash popcorn priest and see what extra perks you can enjoy. 
Lastly, the easiest way to support the show and the most free is like, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. Easier than starting your car or F-14. As always, thanks for listening, and thanks to my special guest, Dan Hangman Sakuvich. Always a pleasure. Next week, baby. (laughs) Join us next week for part two. Uh, See you guys next week.